What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Rita Love, with another episode of Unapologetic Woman of Color. It's been a minute since I've put out a podcast, and I'm actually in the car heading to a meeting. I'm meeting with a really good friend of mine, uh, which is really funny because he's, he's Samoan, and he is a Republican, a hardcore Republican. I don't know. Sometimes I could... He can he can totally pass as a libertarian, but um, he he and I have become such good friends. Like I love this guy, which is so weird because I'm um I'm somebody who's very far left, and he's pretty far right. But we really get along, you know, and um, I really appreciate his friendship. So, anyways, Marcus Jessup is his name. He used to run Mike Lee's campaign. He was the campaign director for Mike Lee. Mike Lee won. He is now one of our senators. A lot of the people that uh, uh, campaigns he's gotten behind, uh, he's you know who are Republicans. He they've won because of him. I mean he's a very he's an amazing strategist. Um, you know really knows the game uh, really well. He was actually when I ran for city council for Conwood Heights District Three. He was my data guy, so he was he was the one that printed out like my walking lists, um, you know, helped me with the numbers, um, and he was you know he, he played a crucial role in my campaign. But I'll tell you what, the first time we met, it was at a White House roundtable here in Utah, and we had. Um, I was invited by a, a former friend, you know, to show up. And so this White House roundtable had uh, like several tables and each table discussed certain, you know, different issues. I chose uh, criminal justice and um, at the table of the criminal justice table were two young men, both Samoan, didn't know who the hell they were. But as soon as I found out they were Republican, I was like, ew, and I hated them immediately. I didn't even know who these guys were. And I hated them for the simple fact that they had an R next to their name uh, as far as their party affiliation. Uh, that was Joe uh, Fitisamanu. That's Jacob Fitisamanu Jr.'s brother. And Jamarcus Jessup, who I'm meeting right now. But it was so funny because I, did, I didn't care for them. But I took a picture with them anyways on that day because at that time I was going through this whole picture phase. I am slowly starting to like not not take as many pictures as I used to. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. But um, I, uh, you know, after that event, I actually went to D.C. for, you know, this was the last year of President Obama's presidency. And they had a White House AAPI uh, summit, a Asian American Pacific Islander summit at the White House in D.C. And I went to that. And Joe, who was one of the young men who was sitting at the table with me and Marcus and a bunch of other people, was there. And when I when I found out he was going to be there, I was like, ew, why the hell is he here? You know, <laughs> I was being such a little witch. And that trip brought me and Joe so much closer. Like, we became such great friends. Like, that trip really helped me. Uh, you know, become really great friends with with um, Joe and Marcus. And, uh, well, no, first Joe. So then Joe became my campaign manager when I ran for city council. And uh, 
he pulled Marcus in and Marcus was my data guy. But I'll tell you, these two guys are like my brothers now. Like we're that close. We've become such great friends. And we always talk, you know, we always are on the phone talking to each other. In fact, when when President Trump won, they were the first two to freaking call me, those jerks. Like the very next day, they held, like first, I think it was Marcus called me first. And then at that evening, Jay, um, Joe called me to just like, so we could all sit and laugh about what the hell just happened, you know. Anyways, um, Joe and Marcus are both very respected uh, Pacific Islanders in the Republican Party. Like a lot of people trust their judgment, trust the work that they do because they have been tried and proven. Um, but now, Joe, the work that he's, the, the company that he's with has moved him to Singapore to um, open a new office for their company in Singapore. So he'll be there for a few years, you know, setting up shop and getting the office running, which I think is amazing. That's really totally right up his alley and then Marcus is the director over um gosh I can't remember the name of the the organization it's like the realtors realtors of Utah or something like that like it's a big organization and he's the director over that which is the perfect uh fit for that guy but both of them are doing really really well and uh, I'm so proud of them and again you know that just made me I, I learned a lot about myself and about you know, my role in the community and, you know, that I can still be my far left self and still get along with people who have very opposing views, you know, and, and absolutely not just get along, but absolutely have genuine love and care for them. And, uh, you know, just knowing our people, you know, and then I realized that our people are not, they're not loyal to parties. They're loyal to the issues, right? They're loyal to people who, vote uh, on issues, um, vote in their favor on issues that have huge impact um, on our community. So um, we're very issue-based people, and really that's what dictates us. And it's funny because, like, for instance, the two things that our Pacific Islanders are really against when it comes to liberal views uh, is, you know, abortion and gay rights. But every other, th- everything else in their lives is very liberal, very progressive. They vote, you know, really falls in line with like the left values, uh, but except for abortion and um, abortion and gay marriage. That's really they're very Pacific Islanders are very conservative, which is weird because culturally we're really pretty accepting of of members, you know, in our community who are who are who are part of the LGBTQ community, right? We're um, we're very accepting of them. We love them. You know, we, you know, I have, I have several, many friends, relatives as well, who are, who are part of the LGBTQ community and we, we just love them, you know? So I think it's really, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's interesting, excuse me, when I see our people go to the polls to vote and they vote against their best interest because of those two issues, right? They vote for uh, people who have align with their values when it comes to um, abortion and and uh, gay rights. So, and then the rest of it, that you know, the, so once they align themselves with people who have the same values as, on those two issues, 
they are fighting the rest of the time again uh, you know regarding other issues and sometimes they're not even fighting sometimes they just they accept their they accept their their you know their role in 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 this in how this government is run and they're okay with that and there's a lot of people like that in our community who are like that which drives me nuts um i uh anyways i'm heading over there to meet meet marcus but uh let's talk about prop two so i just want everyone to know that there's more than just prop two we actually have a prop one through four so prop one used to be prop one is now uh called question one and that's about the gas tax right and the gas tax is so they're supposed to add like a 10 cent gas t- uh, tax to gas and it's supposed that those funds are supposed to help fund our education system which I'm all about. And so one of the, you know, when I used to canvas for myself or for other candidates and we talk, I mean, one of the issues would be taxes, right? And I'd have a lot of people who didn't have kids uh, and they'd say, why, why do we have to pay? You know, they would be talking about their property taxes and they'd say, why do we have to pay our taxes, um, you know, and fund school and fund school for, um, for when we don't even have kids, our, our own kids, uh, attending, you know, these, these high schools and junior high schools and elementaries, like, why do we have to be responsible for that? And so, and then, you know, we've got people with a lot of kids who get the child credit at tax season, you know, and get a lot of that money back. So they're really not contributing as much in, in that respect towards the education system. So there's like a, you know, so I understand we're both, I understand both sides. And so I, for me, and this is something that everyone else has to vote on. Like, I can't really, you know, I, I, this is something that I think everyone just needs to figure this on their own. But for me, I'm actually voting for the gas tax because, you know, then nobody is free from, uh, from paying taxes because everybody uses gas. Everybody, you know, a huge percentage of our community, uh, uses, you know, has a vehicle, and so, therefore, if you want to take your bus, your kids around or take, you know, drive your kids around, you have to put that gas in. You got to pay. You need to pay those taxes so that it will help, you know, support your kids in, in, in their education. Uh, Prop 2, everybody is very familiar with Prop 2. Prop 2 is the legalization of medicinal cannabis. Now, in these last few months, there has been a huge push from the anti-Prop 2 people to try and prevent and discourage people from voting for Prop 2, which is... Uh, for me, I am a true and advocate and active advocate for the legalization of Prop Two. I and you know, and it's not just for the, you know, heal, you know, providing healing and and uh, pain, a pain-free life, quality of life for a lot of you know people out there who medically really need this. This uh, needs cannabis to to help them through their suffering but I see this as an opportunity to to legalize to eventually legalize uh, uh, medicinal cannabis for recreational use um, I I this would also for me play a huge role in the in the criminal in the criminal justice system right because we have so many of our own people who are or have been locked up due to nonviolent drug offenses. And that's something that drives me crazy because we have our white counterparts who use at the same rate, if not higher, and 
do not suffer the consequences that people of color suffer, you know, at the hands of law enforcement and the criminal justice system because of uh, nonviolent drug offenses. This is a huge one for me, you know. And then, of course, number three, really the most important is the... Um, is the economic boom, you know, the, the, uh, what it would do for our state's, um, economy, the money, just the, on the, the taxes alone, that would be humongous. And I, I would love to see those taxes go towards, again, our education, funding our education, um, and also go back in, go to our law, uh, not our law enforcement, our, um, our public defender, defenders, to and and into programs, public defenders to help defend and get our our young uh, men and women who are locked up out of the system and back into society, and then also to see that money go towards programs that will help these individuals reintegrate back into society. Like that's exactly where I want to see the money, right? I want to see that money go towards education. I want to see that money go towards our uh, public defend legal defenders, and I'd like to see that money go towards programs or help create programs that will help the reentry of our returning citizens. So those three issues are really that's huge for me. Um, I'd also so so definitely I am voting yes on Prop One or Question One, and I'm voting yes on Prop Two. Prop 3 is also a definite yes for me. This is the expansion of Medicaid. We have not expanded Medicaid. Uh, the last uh, couple of legislation, we tried really hard to expand Medicaid, and it didn't happen. Uh, I can't believe that in a state where, you know, we supposedly have the true one and only true church, and that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, that, you know, we're that the church is more concerned about the legalization of, of marijuana versus you know, 150,000 people in our city, in our, in our state who have no insurance. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. So, um, I am, you know, I am definitely, we have tons of Pacific Islanders who are covered under, um, Medicaid, who are dependent on Medicaid for their children, for their, for themselves, for our elderly. Like, this is something that's really, really important to me. And I hope that, you know, and I'm definitely voting yes on Prop 3. And I hope that everyone else votes yes on Prop 3 as well. I'll be putting out some uh, animated videos to kind of, you know, talk about uh, what what that means, how, how it affects us. And um, definitely, yes, I'm, I'm asking and I encourage all of you to vote for, for Prop 3. Um, Prop 4 has to do with uh, map, mapping, right? So if you look at a map, for instance, let's say, for instance, you want to know what district you're in so you can find out who your legislator is, right? For instance, like your, your house representative and you type in on the, in the, you know, Google, you're like, Hey, what's, what's my district? Who's my representative for, for my house representative? It, you, if you, what it'll do is it'll pull up a map and it's going to say to you, check this out. It's going to show you a map with like different borders and colors and it is I'm telling you right now we have been gerrymandering has been a very partisan thing meaning who whichever party is in control is the one that gets to write out um gets to draw the maps right and most and if you're a partisan those maps um always get drawn out to favor 
whichever party is in power. So then when it comes to voting, you know, they they continue to stay in power because of, you know, how the maps are drawn. So Prop 4 makes it so that we have a um, we have a, a independent uh, committee that draws the map that is nonpartisan, you know, because we want this to be constitutional because as of right now, it is considered um, unconstitutional the way our maps are being drawn and it makes it very unfair for any other party to win, right? So once once a particular party is in power, they get to draw the map up any 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 way they want possible so that they constantly win their election, right? Whether it's that person or another, so long as that party stays in power and that happens through gerrymandering, right? So this makes it so that, you know, we put, we get a committee, uh, an independent committee who is nonpartisan uh, reviewing these issues, like these maps. And I think it's like every 10 years, I'm not really sure, but it's every so often. And, uh, you know, that way it's fair, um, you know, and that they follow the rules that not, you know, that it's not party, that it's not partisan, but this is definitely something that I am voting to, uh, yes, yes for, because I really believe that map drawing, mapping needs to be, uh, handled by a very nonpartisan, uh, committee and it needs to be done, uh, fairly. So, um, anyways, I am just now pulling into Mimi's cafe to meet Marcus, but if you guys have any questions, I'm going to post this up, um, and uh, I'm also going to post a, a bunch of information about the different props that are available. But I um, I hope you guys are registered to vote. Because if you're all about Prop 2, because I see a lot of, there's definitely a lot of discussion in our community about Prop 2 and legalizing uh, medicinal cannabis. And if you're interested and you want to see this pass, you ha- in order for you to vote, you need to register. So please register to vote. I'll put a link up on our on our on our Facebook page, and also on my own page if you follow me. And then um, if you if you're not registered to vote, you can go online and and Google the Salt Lake County Clerk, and it will take you to their web to their link. It'll give you a link to their website. Go to the website, click on elect on uh, register register to vote, and then uh, it's fairly easy. So. I will talk to you later, but uh, have a good day. Do you, love you, take care of you, and uh, ciao.